and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Top of the morning to you, it's David <laughs> Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. And this week we are looking at chapters five and six of Pinocchio. It's crazy because the chapters are so short with this book that it feels like we're really plowing through them really quickly. But actually, it's just the case they're short and there's more of them. So it's going to take about the same time as Peter Pan in reality. So fast, like Mm. two weeks ago, it's like, and he found a bit of wood and already the town's in chaos. The police have been called, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Geppetto's in jail Jiminy's dead (laughs) so much has happened in four chapters nuts nuts I can't believe he threw a hammer (laughs) it is so ridiculous (laughs) what I loved about that so much and I didn't I I listened back hooray there we go Um, (laughs) and is that the first one you've listened back to David no I listened to them quite a lot actually oh uh, I've got a little bit more time on my hands at the moment your quiz scores say otherwise (laughs) (laughs) But I literally just imagined um, Pinocchio just looking at the hammer for like a second going, mm. and just like this hammer throwing for the sky and just this beautiful soul just giving him advice. And I don't, I don't think he, he's, he's had it. There's no remorse there, I don't think. I no. think he was like, I'm not even yeah. sure if he understands the repercussions of his actions. Well, I was about to honest. say that. I wonder if it's the case that because he is, you know, was literally born that day, maybe he doesn't have any kind of grasp of death and the finality of it or murder and yeah. the consequences of it. I, I I wonder if he's even able to process that because it's like when children commit accidents against other people. It's almost like it's not until the first time they do it where they hurt someone else that they go, oh, oh, actually, I probably shouldn't do that. And you you learn from your experience as to how you should behave towards other people. So I don't know. I, it will all be brought to light in this next chapter i suppose if we find yeah. out whether pinocchio is remorseful or not or if he understands the depth of what he's done but also it might be just a fundamental uh species misunderstanding because my uh, i i'm not an expert by any stretch but i'm guessing if you throw a hammer at a tree it just gets a dent in it yeah so well um yeah know. pinocchio has obviously been hit by a whole toolbox of tools you know he was a sander a chisel a hammer i'm sure was all used in his formation a five-year-old master cherry just with his whole toolbox going (laughs) now's the saw (laughs) now's the screwdriver (laughs) well this is what i mean so he's been hit by the hammer probably a few times and it was fine and our little pinocchio actually giggled his way through that if i remember exactly exactly sadist so Cricket <laughs> has only himself to blame because he's just simply not hard enough. Very true. So if I remember correctly, the summary yeah. for this <laughs> chapter was I something to care. do with Pinocchio got <laughs> hungry hot. and tries to cook himself an egg, but the omelette flies out the window that or something. Oh, yeah. I, I reckon if you'd have just made up a new one on the spot, it would have been less wacky than that. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> But yeah, that is correct. You did that right. That was perfect. Oh, really? Well, I mean, not word perfect. No, but it's the gist ahead of it was right. Yeah, but I'll, I'll read it again for uh, posterity. Do it. Pinocchio is hungry and looks for an egg to cook himself an omelette. But to his surprise, the omelette flies out of the window. 
Amazing. I mean, let's just dive in. Why? Why? Why delay? I can't add. To, I can't why add delay? To that. Why delay? No. It's a Pinocchio Master Chef edition. Here we go. <laughs> Chapter five. If the cricket's death scared Pinocchio at all, it was only for a very few moments. For as the night came on, a queer, empty feeling in the pit of his stomach reminded the marionette that he had eaten nothing as yet. So it's either guilt or it's hunger. One of the two. Yeah, I think he's more concerned about he's a bit peckish. Yeah. I mean, he said he was slightly scared, but for, but fear is kind of like, that could be quite vague. It could be a fear for himself of like, oh, what happens if people have found out what I've done and a fear of like, because a lot of serial killers, that's the fear. The fear is being caught. The fear is like trying to hide the evidence, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than yeah, actually yeah, yeah. a fear of what they've done or their own actions. Mm-hmm. A boy's appetite grows very fast, and in a few moments the queer, empty feeling had become hunger, and the hunger grew bigger and bigger, until soon he was as ravenous as a bear. Poor Pinocchio ran to the fireplace, where the pot was boiling, and stretched out his hand to take the cover off, but to his amazement, the pot was only painted. (laughs) <laughs> you got served he's coming in, he's got his own back Gepetto from jail for the win I can't wait for him to go to the toilet oh yeah put his trousers down and he's like oh this urinal's painted on <laughs> urine pouring down the wall he gets a major splashback there no, I, that, <laughs> that that is reminiscent um, of the time that I with full conviction and quite a pace Walked straight into a conservatory door. Yes. I I was once at... I mean, this is going to sound so bougie. I was working on a cruise ship, so I hadn't paid to get there. But I was Ooh. at the Sydney Opera House bar underneath the Sydney Opera House. And the oh. whole wall is glass. Oh, and the amount yeah. of drunk people I saw walk straight into <laughs> those glass walls with a full tray of drinks. One guy just walked up, literally full tray of drinks, all down himself because he's walked straight into the wall and it's what, the, the whole tray back. No, no, no. It was it was a punter who'd obviously bought a round of drinks and they'd given him a tray to help him carry it uh. to his table. And he'd walked through the panel next to the open door instead and just tipped uh-huh. the whole lot over himself. I do Great. I do like the idea, though, of, of a waiter at that particular bar who, despite the fact that he's been working there for six years, he's... <laughs> He's, he's, he's best friends with the owner. He helped to build the place. They're like, Jeff, come on, man. <laughs> you, you got you got to learn. Every day he's walking into uh, the same Jeff, door. Just remember the walls are made of glass. <laughs> like, oh, Jeff, there's actually a red Weinstein from when you did this yesterday. You think you'd know. <laughs> also, did Geppetto, is Geppetto working for Looney Tunes at this time making... Pictures of tunnels. Yes, that road can run through, but other <laughs> yeah. people can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Think how he felt. His long nose became at least two inches longer. He ran about the room, dug in all the boxes and drawers, and even looked under the bed in search of a piece of bread, hard though it might be, or a cookie, or perhaps a bit of fish. A bone left by a dog would have tasted good to him, but he found nothing. And meanwhile, his hunger grew and grew. The only relief poor Pinocchio had was to yawn. 
and he certainly did yawn, such a big yawn that his mouth stretched to the tips of his ears. Well, I thought he didn't have any ears. Yeah. Um, I've got no ears to yawn. (laughs) I hereby declare a discrepancy. Yes. Soon he became dizzy and faint. He wept and wailed to himself. The talking cricket was right. It was wrong of me to disobey father and to run away from home. If he were here now, I wouldn't be so hungry. Oh, how horrible it is to be hungry. Suddenly, he saw, among the sweepings in a corner, something round and white that looked very much like a hen's egg. In a jiffy, he pounced upon it. It was an egg. The marionette's joy knew no bounds. Why is there an egg just sitting in the corner of the room? (laughs) He's got nothing else, not even a stale cookie, but he's got yeah. a random egg on the Don't floor. Don't you remember <laughs> going to Italy and there's just eggs everywhere? Just eggs yeah. in the corner. Did someone have an Easter egg hunt and forget one? No, listen, you see them all pouncing on the eggs and just holding up in the egg. <laughs> Thank you. Grazie mille. Here's my egg. <laughs> it's in the corner with the dust. The reason the leaning tower of pizza. Leaning tower of pizza. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> The Leaning Tower of Pizza. <laughs> the reason the Leaning Tower of Pizza was leaning is because there's so many eggs in the freaking corner. How many yeah. beers have you had, David? Uh, <laughs> about as many as you. I thought you were going to say the Leaning Tower of Pizza was leaning because there's one tiny egg propped up on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's just, just so just many. One. It's weighted it's just... down. At the oh, top. it's weighted. Oh, right, okay. But yeah, By eggs. Oh, yeah, good. I've never been up it, so I can't comment. The marionette's joy knew no bounds. It is impossible to describe it. You must picture it to yourself. Certain that he was dreaming, he turned the egg over and over in his hands, fondled it, kissed it, and talked to it. <laughs> cool runnings! It's okay! Cool runnings, he kisses the egg. Yes, he does. Yes. You want to kiss my lucky egg? <laughs> <that>. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> It is getting a little bit romantic uh, with this egg. I mean, one thing kind of like, you know, like holding it securely, but to start kissing and kind of fondling it is a bit. Yeah. I mean, what's the weirdest thing you've done to food when you've been that hungry? Um, I've danced after eating food. If food's like really good, I dance. You do a little wiggle. <laughs> My wife does a shimmy. Does she? Yeah, she always does a little. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had a quiche and clicked my finger once, but that's about it. You wow. snapped. You were like, yes. Was it Was it a, like a sassy snap or was it, waiter, bring me more quiche? <laughs> I think it was that, yeah. And now, how shall I cook you? Shall I make an omelette? No, it's better to fry you in a pan. Or shall I drink you? No. <laughs> He's, he needs the gains. He's going to crack it and go like, raw <laughs> yeah. reg it. And he's then gonna, just like, it just like barbells. He's gonna, like, ga- he's gonna gast on his way through this. Book. Well, yeah, the <laughs> next book. two chapters gonna be him with Salmonella. Who are they? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sam and Ella, not together, surely. No, no, the best way is to fry you in a pan. It will taste better. No sooner said than done. He placed the little pan over a foot warmer full of hot coals. In the pan, instead of oil or butter, he poured a little water. As soon as the water started to boil, tack, he broke the eggshell. Oh, a little bit of sound effect there. That's a poached egg, surely. That's not fried. You put it Uh, in boiling water. 
Yeah, correct. You are correct. Did he make a whirlpool and put salt? Yeah, oh, he needs he needs white wine vinegar as well. A small pan. Yeah. Mm. Th- though, uh, though I've heard no salt. Salt is not good if you want a nice, tight, swirled poached egg. Yeah. You want that, like, testicle look, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you a good do. poached egg looks like a testicle. The if it doesn't look like testy. a testy, I'm not buying. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I want, want it my money rhyme. back. <laughs> I want it just to rhyme in my head. But in place of the white and the yolk of the egg, a little yellow chick, fluffy and gay and smiling, escaped from it. <laughs> Oh. oh, so that's so why. This that's is how why. the omelette flies away. Not that chicks can fly. But... Oh, mate. Okay. Thank goodness it did. <laughs> Bowing politely to Pinocchio, he said to them, Mama. Oh, the, 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 the little chick has a line. I, I need a voice. Um, a uh, dock worker from Newcastle, Billy Elliot. <laughs> I'll rip Billy. You never got a ballet. <laughs> many, many thanks indeed, Mr. Pinocchio, <laughs> for having saved me the trouble of breaking my shell. <laughs> Goodbye and good luck to you and remember me to the family. I thought he was about to announce the um, results of the X Factor, but there we go. Oh, Big <laughs> Brother. <laughs> oh, Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll reach. We just got our answers in. And I can be told that this year's winner... <laughs> it's, I'm a celebrity. I don't. I don't know. Probably. I think it is Big Brother that does Big the Geordie accent because X Factor is the uh, Rachel Adadeji. That that voice. That's more like an ma. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best name to say that voice in. Like no other names. To it say. is. Leona yeah. Luke. It doesn't have the same ring. Rachel Adadeji. Like, like it's it's the oh, constant in it that just makes it so one. good. Josh Matheson. Yeah, no, that is good. <laughs> I had a conversation with uh, with a friend of mine once about um, if the if the X Factor guy sort of had an argument with the American movie trailer guy, you know, like the <laughs> like the guy who's like in a world completely overcome with poison or something. If he then started having a row, and then you'd end up with like, yeah, ma, and it would just be this whole. And I Brian Blessed a- was trying to calm them down. <laughs> oh, I want them to have like have an argument over like a car being parked slightly on the other one's drive. Or something <laughs> like you've left your bins out one day longer than you should have. Yeah. Like yeah. a really mundane suburban conversation, but in those two really big traumatic voices. I think you're I gonna think have to do that for us at the end of the podcast. All right. <laughs> bonus <laughs> bonus feature. Okay, good. <laughs> With these words, he spread out his wings and, darting to the open window, he flew away into space until he was out of sight. Into space! <laughs> and all the, He's all the way into space! <laughs> the poor marionette stood as if turned to stone, with wide eyes, open mouth, and the empty halves of the eggshell in his hands. When he came to himself, he began to cry and shriek at the top of his lungs, stamping his feet on the ground and wailing all the while. The talking cricket was right. If I had not run away from home and if father were here now, I should not be dying of hunger. Oh, how horrible it is to be hungry. Pretty sure that's, ex- that's exactly what he said before as well. <laughs> not, if only I hadn't killed the person that gave me that advice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, not yeah. that. Like, well. I know the other stuff's important, but okay. Only I haven't committed murder. It would have been Selfish fine. wooden little 
knob. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Interestingly, his cousin is a knob. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On a lovely IKEA cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) And as his stomach kept grumbling more than ever, and he had nothing to quiet it with, he thought of going out for a walk to the nearby village in the hope of finding some charitable person who might give him a bit of bread. End of chapter. Cool. I mean, the, the crazy just continues, doesn't it? Just when you think <laughs> we've reached peak crazy. I won't lie to you. The image of an actual cooked Spanish omelette flapping its way through the air. So much, <laughs> so much more interesting to me. Is that their way of like putting a twist into the story? Ah, oh, you thought it was an omelette, but actually. It yeah, was but I mean, egg. like a talking chicken is still quite fantastic. But like oh, the idea of a, a flying omelette, like a sentient flying omelette flying out the Disney, window. Why didn't Disney make that a song? <laughs> Like, ah, ha, 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 I'm not your egg. I just come out of my hat. I'm going to fly into outer space to have something else to eat. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, anything we want to really critically analyse about that? Uh... I mean, I'm struggling with this in terms of, like, metaphors and stuff. Like, like, Peter had some quite meaty moments where it was, like, talking about the essence of childhood and the way that mm. children behave and the mentalities of parents and imagination and all this kind of stuff. This is just, it's just farcical, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's just a child who, I mean, I suppose maybe it does throw up things of the whole nature versus nurture thing. You've got this kid who has the faculties of a seven, six, seven, eight-year-old, but without the de- developmental years behind him. So it does kind of highlight, right, what would happen if you created a child that was able to talk, able to run, able to move about the place, but having not had all those formative years of knowing how to behave in society, um, so it, it throws out questions with that. Like maybe if babies did come out of the womb running and talking and stuff, there would be a lot more chaos in the world. And I think also just the the point around, I guess the essence of that chapter is he had a, a, a human need, mm. hunger, and he was unable to look after him. He was unable to provide for himself in that regard, mm. proving that he still is a dependent. He still yes. needs somebody, right? He's not self-sufficient. No. I guess. And that he is currently experiencing the consequences of his actions for not heeding the advice that was given to him by his elders. So I suppose there is a, a moral there. It's like people who are wiser or older than you don't give you advice for their good. They give you advice for your good. I suppose if we're trying to claw some kind of moral out of this nonsense. We're scraping the barrel, but I'll yeah. Think- I mean, maybe the author was just like Lewis Carroll, where it was like, this isn't about morals. This is just about entertainment. And it certainly is that. I'm very entertained by the, the, the craziness of this story. Sure. And I guess it's proved that our little, uh, our little precursors to the chapters, not always as straightforward as they seem. No, there is some little changes in there that we didn't expect, definitely. Well, that is a really nice segue, if you will. Um, onto uh, my favourite feature of our podcast, which if I get the tune right now, this will I'm, be a miracle. I'm waiting. Mini blub. Hey. Mini blub. What is happening? What, what is, is happening? Mini, mini blub. blub. <laughs> Chapter <laughs> six. <laughs> Chapter six. Right. So Pinocchio's still hungry and hasn't managed to satisfy that. So I wonder if the next chapter is still something to do with food. So Pinocchio 
searches under the sink and finds a dead mouse and eats it. <laughs> All right. Uh, fine. David? Pinocchio, like the badass he is, jacks Geppetto out of jail, brings him back home and makes him cook a quiche. <laughs> <laughs> and when he takes the first bite, he clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Geppetto. <laughs> uh, I can tell you, you're both uh, categorically wrong. Oh, I suppose, I, suppose I can give uh, Matt one eighty uh, ninth of a point for the fact that Pinocchio, that Pinocchio. <laughs> These fractions are great. So far, my points from last week was one sixteenth, and yeah. this is one eighty ninth. I have well, no you're... idea how to add those two. I together. think if well, someone gets <laughs> half a point, it's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, only the only reason you get that that sliver of a point is because Pinocchio doesn't leave the house. It seems in the next chapter. Oh, okay. Or, or certainly, it, it, the, the action seems to seems to take place in the same location. Okay, so he gets a delivery, which is <laughs> yeah. actually a talking kangaroo that delivers it in this world yeah. as well. Oh, and he, yeah. and he kills it with a hammer. <laughs> Could you imagine? And tries to barbecue it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can I can officially reveal chapter six. Pinocchio falls asleep with his feet on the foot warmer and awakens the next day with his feet all burned off. <gasps> What's no! going to happen? <laughs> I mean, Shock. we made a joke about Chubrub Fire. He has actually caught a light. Uh, but what's going to happen in the next chapter? Who knows? Is this because he has no nerve endings? Because a normal person would be like, oh, that's hot. And they'd pull you, you'd automatically pull your feet away. I've got no nerve endings to hold me. <laughs> I can feel no pain. <laughs> I have lost my feet. <laughs> Bringing it back to biology again. Oh, I know. Sorry. It makes great. I mean, I'm yeah, trying to just make the... it too realistic, aren't I? I should just Mad accept that guy. this is just nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Should I read it? Is should... Pinocchio going to end up in a wheelchair by the end of the next chapter? It would. It wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Right, go on then. Let's let's go into the next one because I'm going to have to find out how this ends. Okay. Chapter six. Pinocchio hated the dark street, but he was so hungry that, in spite of it, he ran out of the house. The night was pitch black. It thundered and bright flashes of lightning now and again shot across the sky, turning it into a sea of fire. Ooh, very cinematic. It is. An angry wind blew cold and raised dense clouds of dust while the trees shook and moaned in a weird way. <laughs> and that is what they sounded like. You can tell it's a translation because I've got, I've got a feeling no one used weird way. Pinocchio was greatly afraid of thunder and lightning, but the hunger he felt was far greater than his fear. In a dozen leaps and bounds, he came to the village tired out, puffing like a whale, with his tongue hanging. Puffing like a whale? Like a whale. Didn't know that whales were known for being out of breath. Is this another like translation like that might be a thing in Italy? Or maybe, maybe it's an idiom. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. So we, might yeah. Say, we might say huffing and puffing and they say puffing like a whale. There's yeah. definite times that I think it's like there might have been beautiful like carved out sentences in Italian, but it's just too hard to translate something to anything remotely poetic so they just yeah. kind of have to do the most they're like well he's literally saying puffing like a whale so i'm gonna write yeah. that and hope you understand what that means the whole village was dark and deserted the stores were closed the doors the windows 
In the streets, not even a dog could be seen. It seemed the village of the dead. Pinocchio, in desperation, ran up to a doorway, threw himself upon the bell, and pulled it wildly, saying to himself, Someone will surely answer that. He was right. An old man in a nightcap opened the window and looked out. He called down angrily. He called down angrily. What other northern voice do you want? Did you do like a north, north Welsh? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it won't be very good. I'll, I'll insult some North Welshies, but I can certainly try. We'll just do a Welsh. Yeah, I'll, I'll it's try not and... north, but it's regional. All right, I'll try. Oh, I did really enjoy your Lancashire accent earlier as well. And I'll, I'll try this North Welsh thing. I don't think I'll be accurate, but I'll try. Some of the North Welsh is so interesting to listen to, though. Just on a slightly personal uh, dialect coachy level. It's fascinating <laughs> stuff. It's, it's fascinating un- undecipherable. stuff. Undecipherable. <clears throat> Sometimes, yeah. What do you want at this hour of the night? I'm not sure that was great, but we'll, we'll commit I'll to it. I'll do it. It's okay. Will you be good enough to give me a bit of bread? I am hungry. Wait a minute and I'll come right back. <laughs> Answered the old fellow, thinking he had a deal with one of those boys who love to roam around at night, ringing people's bells while they are peacefully asleep. <laughs> this, what, what's that about? What? It's deal with one of those young boys who rings bells at night, eh? Okay. I don't think you should be making deals with little boys no. at all. I wonder if this is written a much more innocent time, because I mean, all these sentences, that and like Geppetto's a tyrant with boys, just rings all the wrong warning bells now. It's not more innocent. It's people just got away with more stuff. 100%. It's true. No, 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 that's true. You're right. It was the case that people just didn't believe kids. They would have been able to take Pinocchio and do what they wanted. And there would have been yeah. no consequences. And no one would have believed him. Yeah, and that's right. the ending we don't want to hear. No. <laughs> After a minute or two, the same voice cried, Get under the window and hold out your hat. Pinocchio had no hat, but he managed to get under the window just in time to feel a shower of iced cold water pour down on his poor wooden head. <laughs> his, his shoulders and over his whole body. I was waiting for the chapter title of this to be The Pranks of the Old Man. <laughs> I love that. He's like, you can imagine Pinocchio's like bowed over like with his mouth open. It's just like, <laughs> it's water. dumped on. Terrible. Ice cold as well. I'm quite jealous of that. I don't know. Yeah, t- it's a very hot day today. Hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he returned home as wet as a rag and tired out from weariness and hunger. As he no longer had any strength left with which to stand, he sat down on a little stool and put his two feet on the stove to dry them. There he fell asleep, and while he slept, his wooden feet began to burn. Slowly, very slowly, they blackened and turned to ashes. Pinocchio snored away happily, as if his feet were not his own. At dawn, he opened his eyes just as a loud knocking sounded at the door. Who is it? He called, yawning and rubbing his eyes. It is I, answered a voice. Geppetto! It was the voice of Geppetto. End of chapter. Uh, So we didn't actually find out what happened with the feet. We just know that he's burnt them. They but off. obviously now Geppetto's come back, obviously he can make him some new ones. I wonder if he's going to like 
cut a deal with Pinocchio and be like, you're only getting feet if you behave yourself. I think that's a great, it's a fair trade. Hey, it's another shoe you want, does it? The shoe's on the other foot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very nice. Great. It sounds very Professor McGonagall. I'm liking it. Mrs. Doubtfire-esque. You'd think I'd be better at a Scots accent because my partner's from Glasgow. (laughs) 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 I do enjoy the banter of the villagers in this village. Like, yeah. everybody seems to have quite a good personality. Do you they, like, the news got around, it was like, there's this wooden boy going around, and he's a bit of a dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> for want of a better word. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, his his maker's in prison. He killed a village great in, in the form of a cricket. A village uh, so, elder. <laughs> so, what we, what, so the code is, if you see him, pour water on him. They, they, put, they put that in the, uh, in the Neighbourhood Watch email blast that week. <laughs> I mean, you would if you had someone like Pinocchio living in your neighbourhood. You'd definitely keep an eye out. It's like having Dennis the Menace yeah. living on your block. You're going to be worried. I mean, I have no idea where this, is, where this is going. This is so different from the Disney story I know. Well, I feel like even, even though quite a lot of action has happened, this all feels quite precursory. I feel like we're, we're still yet to launch into what is the... yes. The main event. The adventure is still yet to present itself. Yeah. I feel Until like this... he like leaves home or something actually happens. The shows start or someone notices him or, you know, you feel like this is all still the introduction to the character. Definitely. Here we go again for the second time today. Mini blub. Mini blub. seven. Chicka cow. Cow, cow. <laughs> bow, bow. I should, I should, I should, I feel like, uh, I mean, by all means, stab in the dark, but I'm just going to let you know before you s- submit your guesses, mm. this, this might be up there, um, <gasps> with one of the, one of the most boring things I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, really? Geppetto has a strong word with Pinocchio. Okay. 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 Geppetto remarks upon the charred remains of what were Pinocchio's feet and makes him new ones. Okay. See, uh, that uh, seems... To, I was thinking that, but I, I was thinking that was actually quite interesting because it involves s- puppet surgery. Well, it's, it's, it's pretty domestic. It's about as domestic as you gave me. It's not... You, you haven't got it right. No points what? awarded. What? But, uh, not even 189. But they're still in the house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay it's still in the same country i should get at least one two hundredth of a point <laughs> all right all right all right i'll give you i'll give you matt you can have one seventy tooth <laughs> and uh it's not a word D- made that up that's not a word and uh dave you can have um uh, one sixty ninth just to be generous <gasps> oh that's a yes. lot of points yeah yeah i love a sixty ninth oh no that will I, I, that's I what he just you, said. I set you up for that. Yeah. Uh, you know you've set yourself up for this whole book. Now we're going to be like, but they're still on planet Earth. Therefore, I should get some points. <laughs> One two hundred eleven thousand uh, three hundred sixty-nine. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and whoever manages to let us know at the end of this book who's got who, what the actual scores are will win. Mate, uh, you're going to need uh, Einstein. I know. I know. I'm already lost. You have to do a lot of lowest common denominators. I didn't know the that. fractions went that high. Or low, I should say. <laughs> well, they go uh, infinitely. They do, of course they do. Well, yeah, I know, but like I've never had to deal with anything less than a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Every American listener is just like, oh, right, you never had a nickel. 
<laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> That's the quick thinking for me. There it is. That was special. <laughs> I can tell you that chapter seven is subheaded. Geppetto returns home and gives his own breakfast to the marionette. <laughs> that is really boring. So dull. <laughs> Where's he got this breakfast from? Because Pinocchio searched the whole house. So he must have brought it home with him. Oh, he stopped off at Greg's on the way. Either that or it's the prison gruel. He's like, well, I don't want to eat it. Here he's he's going to rub it in his it. face and get like... Gonna... Yeah. He's going to call him... What's it, what, what, is it called? what are they called, Geppetto? Palandino. Is that it? Yeah. Like he's going to call... He's gonna call You're the Palandino, no? <laughs> he slapped the little oatmeal on his face. Well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. We've got Twitter. Drop us a line. At lazybookclubpod. And we own Instagram at <laughs> We haven't got TikTok, but if you're an American listener, you're not allowed to TikTok anyway. So. <laughs> TikTok confuses me. I don't understand yeah, I, it. I have no idea. I have no idea what it is. I mean, I don't even understand Instagram stories. That's why I never post it. Would we have to like twerk with a book or something? I don't know. It's yeah, it's, it's like it's dancing to something. I don't know. Well, we haven't got that anyway, so never mind. Right, so if you would like to find out what Geppetto had for breakfast, uh, then you can join us next week for Chapter 7 of Pinocchio. Bye. Bye. Another time, and I'm calling the cops. I should call the cops on you. You've not even got a bloody dressing gown on. (laughs) I'm very proud of my penis. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) 